Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to Jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Hello and welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. It's Josh. Brian and Jay. Dustin Nichols. It's Ricketts. And I'm Brad. Susie Roloff. Sam Jones. We've got Dan Perry with the Bass Mr. Noobs. Final cast. Facing the Tide Saltwater Signal Hero. Adventures with Outdoor Women. The Real Down on. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got a... Cyber Monday. Happy birthday, you listeners. Oh, God. This is a stud. He is a giant. Mr. Drew Gregory himself. Welcome to Got it. What's going on, everybody? How you all doing tonight? Ain't no coronavirus keeping us down here at Paddling Finn. Hope everybody is well. Hope everybody is staying healthy. Uh, got an exciting show tonight. Um, I'm sure some of you have seen that uh, this past Friday I was on the Serious Angler podcast, so I wanted to return that favor to uh, my man Bailey. This evening, we're going to get into a few things. Um, but uh, real quick, just a little house cleaning here at the PNF headquarters. If you guys could go down and share the link to this stream, that would be much appreciated. Help us grow an audience here, get this thing going. Um, you know, what else do we got? What else do we got? Uh, had a little PNF powwow the other evening, and um, we uh, have a few things in, in the in the in the works here. So if you guys listen to the bass fishing for noobs segment, we've been talking about doing a uh, noobs online monthly tournament. Um, that is going to be a go. Um, I think we're going to kick that off beginning in May, um, and this is going to be for those folks that are interested in getting into. Um, kayak fishing tournaments. So all you sticks out there, please don't enter for it. Um, you know, we're going to make it really low cost. We're thinking right around 10 bucks. Um, and instead of cash prizes, it'll be, um, actual prizes from some of our sponsors and things like that. Um, so that is super exciting. Um, also, uh, we talked about meetups, so depending on what all happens with uh, the good old coronavirus, uh, we'll find out. But uh, hopefully, you know, by the time um, we're ready to do some of these meetups, that's all free and clear. Uh, but we're thinking an Illinois meetup uh, around 4th of July weekend. Um, and then we're thinking either Indiana or Ohio meetup uh, around Labor Day weekend. And then we're also talking about doing a um, kind of like a bass fishing for noobs um, retreat slash clinic slash get together somewhere down in like Tennessee or Kentucky. Uh, we're not sure on when we're going to do that, um, but a bunch of us hosts would come down. We do some like seminars, some on water stuff, um, camping. 
sharing sharing some food together and uh, just having a good old time. So uh, just wanted to bring that to the forefront, keep you guys up to date on what's going on behind the scenes. And then we have another really big announcement. Um, Paddle and Finn is going to be teaming up with dun, 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 Angler. So uh, we've been uh, talking with Angler. We're going to start doing some cool stuff with them. Uh, we're going to be doing some giveaways of some Angler buttons and stuff in the future. But um, yeah, teaming up with Angler. Super, super excited about that. If you guys aren't familiar with the Angler platform, go download the app, check them out online, uh, you know, all that good stuff. It's a, it's a pretty big platform for all types of fishing. And uh, we're super excited to be working with them. And uh, yeah, get ready. So without further ado, let me bring my man in here, Mr. Bailey. You ready, dude? You ready? I see him in the green room. He says he's ready. Let's put him on the hot seat, boys and girls. Don't forget to, uh, you know, drop in the, the uh, chat there where you guys are tuning in from and all that good stuff. And uh, here comes my man. What's going What's on? Up, brother? Hey. How's it going? It's going good, man. It's going good. Happy to be here. So we're flipping the script on you tonight, man. You put me yeah. in the hot seat the other day, so it's yeah. your turn, brother. <laughs> you put me on the live show. I, I I had the nice recording so we could edit mine. <laughs> I mean, does that make you nervous? Nah. 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 Well, I'm not doing my job then because you should be making you nervous here. <laughs> I love the pressure. Don't screw up, right? Yeah, no, it's all good, man. It's uh, it's always just a casual conversation. Um, so no pressure, dude. No pressure at all. And if you screw up, when it goes on the podcast tomorrow, I'll make sure to edit it out. <laughs> Expose me. Expose me. I like it. Well, if we're going to expose you, let's start out, man, who you are, where you're from, um, how you got into fishing and kayak fishing, man. All right. I'm Bailey Eichbrett. I'm 22. Just out of college up here in New York. Born and raised Rochester, New York. Um, got into fishing when I was, I, mean, I don't remember the first fish I caught. Uh, it's a funny story, though. My dad tells me to tease me. Uh, we went to Honeywell Lake for those around the New York area. You know, it's a very, you know, very small lake, but it's a numbers lake. And, uh, you know, your cookie cutter's two pounders in there. And apparently I had hooked into a two pounder uh, at the pond, the north end, and I was bringing it in. I started crying when I saw the fish because I didn't want to touch it. So my dad started teasing me. Well, he's teased me since then uh, about that story. But that was like my first, you know, fish I caught getting into fishing. So it's, it was kind of funny. Uh, and then since then, it pretty much kind of grew, you know. As I grew up, my dad would wake me up at 5 in the morning on weekends, and we'd go out in the bay liner and throw sluggos around. And nice. Pretty much all the way through until I was 12 or 13, and my brother and I got into kayaks. We just got, like, the cheap Walmart kayaks because my dad got rid of the boat. And uh, we didn't want to drive around bank fishing, so we tried to get into kayaks. So uh, it was I – I knew nothing really about bass fishing to into detail at that point so it was uh it was during the spawn so i had no idea it was a spawn uh but looking back on it, obviously it was a spawn and uh i just threw a wacky rig under a dock and pulled out a five pounder wondering why there was a bunch nice. of small fish in there which was obviously you know it's a fry pulled out my first five pounder and i, I brought it in the kayak and my brother and I were screaming. We're like, it's a 15-pounder. We're going nuts. Then we put on the scale. It says 5-1. We're like, what? Then, yeah, that's when we kind of took a realization of, you know. Sure. Okay. We know nothing. We need to actually start researching this stuff. Pretty much then it, it grew. It blew up for me. And that's kind of all I thought about 24-7, 365. And uh, so I think it was when I was 16, 16 or 17. My dad brought me to a uh, field and stream and uh, pretty much walked up to the wall with a big, massive shadow caster, camo kayaks in on top, and goes, uh, he goes, you think you'd like that? And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I could do a lot of stuff with that. And he goes, all right. He turns to the guy, the associate there, and goes, we'll take it. And I'm like, what? Nice. And it pretty much started there. Got into kayak fishing, got into tournaments at uh, NYKBF, and then the uh, rest is uh, pretty much history. Now it's... Everything I do, work, sleep, think about, you know, whatever. It's all bass fishing. 
Heck yeah, man. I got a similar story, man, with the boat, um, except mine was a canoe. You know, went in, I think it was like Sports Authority or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had just started driving and I'd been using that inflatable boat I told you about on your podcast, you know. Yep. And my old man's like, what do you think about that? And I'm like, that'd be pretty sweet, you know. <laughs> a lot better than pumping up this big boat every time, you know, I drive down to the ramp and stuff. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the 15-foot Coleman canoe, man, still got that thing. Um, it's pretty slick. That thing's got to be, holy crap, like 21 years old, man. Almost as old as you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, very cool, dude. So what kind of kayak are you in nowadays? So now I'm in a, uh, a Wilby Radar 135. Nice. Yep. I'm using the paddle drive. Had to get away from the paddle. I sure. Kind of explain to you. On my podcast as well as, you know, shoulders a little bit beat up from being an athlete. So paddling is not really my friend. You know, the pedaling is where it's at. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It changes the way you fish, man. Yeah. yeah. Big not offshore a... guy. So, you know, helps my game. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. Offshore game. So so what are you targeting mostly and what are you throwing when you're offshore? So I guess it depends. For me, I guess it depends on what lake I'm going to. If I'm practicing for a tournament, obviously, then – um it's just going to play into factor what my strategy is, but I love smallmouth. Okay. Um, you know, being from the north, that's that We're kind spoiled. of in your blood. Yeah, it's kind of in your yeah. blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's I, I like to go after the smallmouth, and they can be they can be tricky in the Finger Lakes. Um, so it's finding different things here and there, but I, I think for me, finding offshore patterns is a lot difficult than you know beating the bank. So that's kind of where my attraction is to it. It's a little bit more challenging to kind of. You know, read offshore grass structure, you know, rock to, you know, sand lines, you know, different things like that um, to kind of put together a plan. And once you catch one, then you catch three, then ten. When you really figured it out, it's just pretty sweet. But uh, I guess my go-to, I mean, for me, I, I love finding ro- offshore rock piles. And, I, yeah. I, you know, I might get crap for it, but uh, I love throwing a drop shot. I just love feeling the slight dunk or just feeling, you know, your rod tips start going down and you just start, it starts zinging. And, uh, and I like that, but also do, I do love a, like a three quarter to an ounce, uh, jackhammer and Ooh. slow roll that on the bottom and just feeling yourself, okay. get, you know, rocked. So that's pretty nice. Fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't know what it is with you boys up in New York, man. I mean, the drop shot is a thing. I, I was listening to, um, Man, I forget the name of the podcast, but they were talking about Greg Blanchard and how he's always oh, yeah. throwing throwing the drop shot. And I guess recently on a couple of his videos, I'm I'm behind on his stuff, but uh, you know, he he finally threw the Ned rig and now he's all about it. So <laughs> Yeah, he's uh he's all about that Zoom Z drop. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I mean he's from your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, Greg and I used to be against each other a bunch of times, and uh, he's fr- literally just down the road. Not really down the road, I guess, you know, 20, 30 minutes. Um, but it fish the same water as I fish, and, um, you know, there's a few times where Greg and I would compete against each other, and he would beat me by a quarter of an inch. I'd be leading the whole day on Tourney X, and then I'd come in, and guys would be like, oh, I think you got it. And then he'd come in, and he'd go, you know, second place, they would announce my name, and I'm like, what? Man, where's Greg's name? And it's like by a quarter of an inch, Greg. I can never catch a break. Oh man, what are you gonna do? Yeah, what are you gonna do? And after a better guy to lose to, so it's it's all right. Now he's tearing it up in Cali. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty fortunate, man. All those guys out on the west coast and down south, man, fishing's been pretty decent. I know, like Alabama, Georgia. You know, Tennessee, you know, the Carolinas, they've been hit pretty hard with rain, so they've been a little less fortunate. But, yeah. um, you know, California, it seems like uh, it's starting to heat up out there. I did watch his video that just released, and he was jacking some nice fish out. and yeah. uh, He was fishing around a marina or something like that. So Yeah, I watched that but, video. Yeah. Spoke to him today, and he's, uh, he's coming. To, he plans on coming to New York in May still. He usually does like a month or two swing. Sure. Back home, but he goes. He goes. I don't know, man. I don't know if I can come home this year. <laughs> this whole virus. So you might be yeah, it's in California. It, it's pretty bad up there in New York, from what I understand, right? It's 
from around us, it, it's not that. I think we have like one or two cases confirmed, maybe. Um, okay. It's New York City, that's really yeah, good. Right, right. Wrap, you know. Right. It is yeah. what it is. What are you going to do? So, you know, you're fresh out of college. Did you fish at the college level, the collegiate level, or no? No. Um, my school didn't have a college bass fishing team at uh, when I was there. Okay. Um, and when I went into college, I was very, I was at that, you know, at that time, my pro- priority list was primarily sports and school, uh, a little bit more sports than school, even though I was in you know, division three, but uh, I was a hockey lacrosse kid growing up, you know, and due to concussions injuries, I had to swim for four years, um, sucked, but it was, it was worth it in the end, you know, you kind of get a new work ethic to you, but um, I fished in the spring when season was over, but you know, when you when you swim, you know things take up so much of your time that you know you really don't get an, op- an opportunity to. Um, and I didn't have a boat. I would say I was I only had the kayak, and there wasn't really a lot of guys who fished at school that I knew of. Sure, so it wasn't really a thing. Um, I knew buddies around me, like at ESF, that all fished, but um, it wasn't something I was able to get into. But right now that I'm out of college, it's pretty much consumed every single day. You know, whether I'm working, fun fishing, editing, you know, whatever. It's all about fishing. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll get we'll get into some of that work stuff here in a second, but um, let's let's segue into the serious angler podcast. Um, At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. You know, you not only talk to kayak guys, but big bass boat guys and some, some pretty big names in the big bass boat world and things like that, man. So... How did that all stem up? Where, you know, what was your idea behind starting the podcast there? Yeah, so the podcast itself, that actually wasn't my idea. I can't take full credit for that. Uh, Ryan Killen, one of the tournament directors for NYKBF, he uh, came up with that idea for me. He's a big podcast guy. He's a huge podcast junkie. Uh, turned me on to Joe Rogan, so I got kind of into that. And then uh, we were working on a house one day, um, and I was just scrolling through Instagram. And uh, I was like, dude, there's so many guys out there that don't get that much recognition that are hammers and they post, you know, quality content. And I'm like, no one really knows about them. Like, it kind of sucks. You know, it's, you know, be cool to like highlight them. And he's like, dude, start a podcast. I was like, oh, what, what's a podcast? You know, <laughs> and it's like he kind of taught me the ropes and different things, got me set up with it. And then uh, when I learned it was just as simple as hopping on Skype and recording. I was like, okay, I could do this. I mean, it's kind of fun. Started getting some guys on, and pretty much just as simple as I would just message them over Instagram. Be like, hey, you know, here's my name. This is what the podcast is about. You want to come on? And then they just come on. We talk about them fishing, their story. And uh, it's been started in August, so it's been what, seven, eight months now that we have had the podcast. So it's, it's pretty cool. And, you know, I, I love all fishing, but, you know, bass fishing kind of rules all for me. Um, so I like to have different people on from, you know, your, your bank fishermen to your boat guys, to your kayak guys, your river guys, like Brad Hicks, one of the guys here at Paddle and Finn, he clued me in on a bunch of river fishing that, you know, I, I'm new to that. I've never really sure, done it. We sure, have sure. it much in New York. Um, so that's kind of how it started. I was just very interested. I love talking fishing. You know, if I'm not fishing, I, I want to talk fishing. So what better than to uh, to have a podcast and, you know, it's it's growing day by day, but it's it's cool to give these guys a platform, you know, whether their name's big or small, to kind of share their story with everybody. Absolutely, man. I mean, that's I think that's a highlight for me. Um, you know, I've had that comment before, like, I don't know, nobody knows who I am. Why should I be on the podcast, you know? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, you know, like, come on, man. You got an interesting story. Let's talk about this, you know? And uh it's kind of cool, man. I think it's uh, it's very unique because you draw from different aspects all over, and uh, you can put it into the way you fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
you know, uh, a lot of guys that I know, you know, that listen to the podcast, man, it's little tips and tricks, you know, uh, that they've picked up along the way, just from listening to the stories or the way that, uh, some guys or guests that have been on here, uh, do things, man. So it's kind of unique, man. I think, um, there's a lot of unique stories overall in the, in the fishing world in general, you know, we're mainly kayak fishing here, but I think it's cool. You're covering all aspects, right? Um, so you're pulling from a bunch of different, different areas throughout the fishing community, which is super cool. So, I mean, so far, like, uh, you're on what episode 52 launched today, right? Yeah. Launched today, I had uh, Chase Milholan, Jackson Sullivan, two uh, hammer duos in high school down in Tennessee. Nice. Heck yeah, man. 53 is dropping Wednesday. Pretty excited for that one. So Nice. So out of, out of 53 episodes, you got a top, one that's towards the top without hurting anybody's feelings? <laughs> nah, no, those, those guys, they won't care. Um, man. So I, I love to learn. Um, that's one thing about fishing that I think I love the most is because you're, you're never going to know everything. You know, you're never going to, you know, you can never find a fish, a finish line for right. a fish. I think it's really cool because you're always striving to get better. Um, I love that part. And I've loved talking to every single person that's come on here. But I think though, I guess that I have to give you two because they, they kind of tie into each other. Uh, that I learned the most during just things that, you know, strategy-wise, fish behavior, different things that kind of, yeah, I've that stuck with me. Um, the first one being uh, Mikey Balls fishing. If anybody's watched YouTube, they probably know who he is. Um, famous for the forty-six pound bag he put up. Uh, I, I, that one was a long. I mean, that was a long episode. That man likes to talk, um, but rightfully so. I mean, when he talks, you, you need to listen because he knows his stuff. Sure. Um, and then, right alongside of that one, Alton Jones Jr. was a blast too. Um, kind of learning, like one thing I took from it was learning how, you know, Northern and Southern winds and how they shift lake temperatures and how to read that, you know, to, to kind of estimate and know where the fish are going to move throughout the seasons, which I thought was incredible. Cause that's always one thing that's kind of confused me. And that was pretty, that was pretty awesome. So those are pretty fun podcasts, but all of them been enjoyable. Um, you know, every guy I want to have back on, so it's not like any of them was bad. So it's it's a fun time. That's very cool, man. I mean, what would you say uh, your biggest struggle with the podcast has been so far? Man, honestly, with the podcast, the way I look at it is like I'm not there to make money. I'm not there to blow it up. I mean, I would like to blow it up for the sake of having the guys on and giving them a big platform to share. Sure. Um, but, you know, from – I guess from – struggle standpoint I, mean, I don't really find any negative because I'm, I'm doing this more out of out of fun and yeah. trying to help you know certain anglers you know provide a platform and talk fishing um so anytime i find myself feel like it's like a job i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna stop it's more of just i enjoy to do it so that's why i you know have started it so uh i guess if i were to pick a struggle i guess it's uh Man, I don't know. That's tough. Cause I, I, don't, I don't look at my podcast and see any negatives. I just because I enjoy yeah. it. Um, no, I know how you feel, man. I mean, I, I have the same aspect. I mean, obviously, we're a little little different over here at PNF, but, yeah. um, you know, it, it's hard to find a negative, dude. I mean, it's oh, just got, so much fun and entertaining. Yeah. What do you yeah. got? What do I'll you say got? the only negative is scheduling because yeah. when you got so much going on, it's kind of tough to pick out the time because, like, sometimes they're 40 minutes, sometimes they're an hour and a half, depending on how much you're talking about. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I mean, I I, I used to have that same struggle before. Um, yeah. Now I pretty much have a set schedule. I have to be here at 7.30 Central Time every Monday. <laughs> yeah. But uh, – and it works out. It's, it's worked out thus far, you know. But uh, – before it was like, all right, you know, like I had two co-hosts um, and then, you know, a guest and trying to make all four people's schedules align oh, yeah. Yeah. sometimes was a pain in the butt. 
Um, so then it'd be like me and a co-host or the two co-hosts, you know, Jay Randall and Jason Ricketts and the guest or, you know, vice versa. So it kind of worked out, um, you know, there's not really a need for three hosts. Right. But um, it definitely helps flavor up the conversation a little yeah. bit for sure. Uh, not discounting those guys at all, but yeah, trying to get that, um, that, that scheduling worked out can sometimes be a pain in the butt. I know when you and I talked, it was like, you're like, uh, uh, I was like Eastern or central. And you're like, Oh yeah, I always forget about that. You know, like time zones. Yeah. You know, and the worst is like, you know, I've talked to some people on the West coast. So we're like, where I'm at, I'm two hours ahead of them for you. You're three. So it's just like, you know, that could be a little conflicting and a pain to kind of work around, you know? Because uh, it's I'm either so you're bad. doing it yeah. way late at night or they're doing it sur- like super early in the evening, you know? So, yeah, uh, I've made that mistake. I did it actually last week and I feel really bad. He's coming on tomorrow night. But he thankfully he didn't care because he asked me. I asked, I usually like to ask people once good for them. Sure. And he told sure, me, sure, he, sure. Goes, he goes, Thursday, 8 30. Does that work for you? And in my mind, obviously, I'm thinking like Eastern. Yeah, perfect. All right. You can do that. And, so I'm sitting there at 8.30, and I'm texting him, and I'm like, hey, I'm ready. And this is Kyle Vandeveer, uh, Brandon Polonick's cameraman. And uh, like, I'm, I'm asking him, I'm like, you good? It's like 9 o'clock, then 9.30. I'm like, damn, I, can't, I know he's busy. Man, this guy literally shut right, me right. up. Like, I get a text <laughs> at 11.30 p.m., and he goes, he goes, are we doing this thing? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I told him, <laughs> got it over in Idaho. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, all right. We need to reschedule. You know, it's like <laughs> it, it was rough, but you know it happens, and thankfully guys are okay with it. So it's yeah, not the it, happened. <laughs> right, right, right. I know we've all made that mistake a few times, you know, with yep. uh, with time and things like that. So, you know, because the guys, you know, we got some guys in the Eastern time zone, and I'll be like, like when we do our after hour show, and I'm like, are we talking Central time or Eastern? You know, it's like. We always got to make that clear. Otherwise, it ends up like, you know, we'll say 730 and then those guys are on 730, but it's 630 here. And I'm like, bro, we're not going for like another hour, I thought, you know. So it's just like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> we got to get this straight, you know. So it could be a pain in the butt sometimes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, is what it is, man. So you got any, uh, you know, big, exciting up and coming guests coming on the show that you want to talk about? Uh, any, any new things you're thinking about doing so uh you know tomorrow or wednesday we have a new podcast dropping um it's not a new feature it is a few guys uh mike schnupp uh andrew full justin bunn all guys who've been on the podcast uh we did a group podcast to talk about how this coronavirus is going to affect uh different you know elite tournaments mlf tournaments in general we talked about that for a while uh, we talked about MLF Lake Four, kind of like a topic podcast. So that's dropping on Wednesday. Um, Very cool. I, I'm getting Kyle, uh, you know, BP's cameraman on tomorrow night. Uh, the classic was successful. I met a bunch of people, talked around, and kind of, you know, test the water, see who wants to come on. Um, got my buddy Locke Holmes coming on soon. He's a angler at Mansfield University. Hopefully, nice. he gets to fish some college events because I think he's a senior now. Oh, but uh, I got James Watson coming on. Uh, I got you know David Dudley's coming on, which is going to be pretty exciting. Pick his brain. Uh, I'm going to be really prepared with my question list for him because I want to get real specific. I just saw a comment in the chat from Justin Hausner. Yeah. No one bigger than me. Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Bro. Do you know who we're talking to? This guy's talking to FLW and BASS pros. Justin, I mean, I love you, brother, but nobody wants to talk to the fuzzy guppy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. A lot of love to Justin. A lot of love. A lot of love. Yeah. That was a good one. There's a bunch for coming on. And Justin, it's always fun to talk with him because I've known Justin for a long time. Uh, He was one of the guys that helped grow this passion for me of kayak fishing just because NYKBF and he taught me a few things here and there. He's a good dude. He's a, a new father as well. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Talk to him about that. I think I was on uh, I was on the reel down, and we had him on just after he had the baby and stuff. So, 
Yeah. Uh, very cool, man. Uh, just a little bit of house cleaning here, uh, guys and gals. Uh, we got Justin Staley in the house. Frankie Briggs. What's up, brother? Uh, Brad Hicks. Uh, we got a Leslie Ryan. So awesome to see my nephew doing his thing. So proud. Oh, oh. Look at that, man. Oh. You, got, you got the aunt in the house. We got Brian, Brian Walsh, my man JP, Brock Howe. What's up, brother? Luke Coffey. Dale Van Horn, Sean Coopin, uh, Jacob Ruff, Justin Hausner, uh, Forrest Buchanan, Susie, <laughs> Susie Roloff. Forrest is probably yelling at you right now because <laughs> his last name fucking. He, he gets Buchanan all the time. You know, man, I just, <laughs> I'm not perfect, bro. I'm not I perfect. I apologize. I, up I had him on my podcast. <laughs> He's probably swearing at me right now, too. We got Chris Josh in the house, Stephanie Brown. What's up? Um, who else we got in here? Sorry, man. You're fine. <laughs> Justin Hausner says FLW pros wish they could tie his shoes. <laughs> you got your grandma in the house, brother. Donna Donna is watching from Florida, um, man. Up, grandma? <laughs> man. Got a, you got a crowd up in here tonight, man. That's awesome. So uh, let's uh, let's talk Douglas Rods, man. So, um, and I'm very intrigued by this. And, and um, you know, you're working for them directly. Like, how, how did that whole thing start? Did you know somebody who knew somebody? Or did you just see an opening and took it? Or how'd that all play out? Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So, I think it was two summers ago... Uh, they posted a giveaway on their Instagram account, and I just kind of entered it because I'm, you know, broke kid, so any kind of free stuff comes around, I'm hopping on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I entered it, and they're like, hey, you won. And I'm like, oh, cool. And I, I didn't realize, you know, the capacity of the rod until I looked it up. And it's like a $315 rod. So I'm like, oh, okay, this is, you know, big this deal. Is legit. Uh, I got it in my hands, and I love the thing. And um, it was in December. It was just, no, January. Uh, we went to the Niagara Fishing Expo, and they were there. I was there with NYKBF, and uh, I was walking over, and I was checking out some more of their rods, and one of my buddies, Jeff Marionetti, one of their pro staff, he was there talking to him. And uh, I saw they had another giveaway going on, so I was, like, writing my name on it. And they're, I didn't know at the time, but the owner and his wife were there, and they came up to me, and they're like, oh, you entered in the giveaway? I'm like, yeah, see if I can win another one. And they're like, what do you mean another one? I'm like, I won the kayak giveaway a while ago. And they're like, oh, like, that was you? And I'm like, yeah, it was me. And they're like, try to get pictures or whatever. And then uh, they were like talking about different things. And they're like asking about kayak fishing. And I told them about it. And they seemed really interested. So I introduced them to the NYKBF guys. Uh, now they're partners of the trails, which is pretty cool. And then uh, they said, hey, you know, why don't you come by the store, uh, you know, the headquarters next week? And we'll, we're going to sit down and talk. I didn't know what they meant. Maybe like a pro staff or something like that. And I didn't have a job at the time. Sure. So I was keeping open minded. So I went up. I went up there, went into Syracuse, and uh, sat down with them. They're like, "We want to bring you on multiple different things. You know, we want you to be a part of the team. Are you interested?" I was like, oh, "Yeah, working fishing. Yeah, okay, I can do that." And uh, pretty much, the rest is history. And doing social media, running their spinning cast account right now, uh, doing some sales, some marketing, uh, some event coordination. I'll be at every NYKBF tournament, uh, repping Douglas. So it's gonna be a blast there. And got some more projects in the works coming up soon. So. If the virus doesn't shut everybody else down. So. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. That's yeah. very cool, man. So, uh, like, for those that don't know about the rods, I mean, what's a couple key features that really stand out to you that you like? So the biggest thing to me is we have a strength-to-weight ratio that it does not compare to anybody else. Um, our main competitors, you know, we have two series, the LRS, the Lake River Seed, and the X-Matrix. X-Matrix is like our, our cream of the crop. That's what we're most proud about. Um, and there really isn't a huge difference between the LRS and the X Matrix. It's just a, a more of a comparison and tonnage of, of a tonnage of the rod. 
But the X Matrix, I mean, I've, I've shown multiple people the rod, you know, multiple, you know, FLW, MLF, uh, elite anglers came by our booth and they, they tried the rods because they're friends with our rod designer, Fred Kintawi, who was one of the original FLW guys. And um, they were just, they were blown out of their mind. Like multiple guys, you know, Dudley himself picked it up and was like, did you give me a rod? Like, I can't tell. And it was was because they're so dang light. And, you know, the backbone on them is just, it's it's incredible how durable, how strong they are for how light. Because when you have have it in your hand, you can't believe that it's that strong. Except for, to me, that's my biggest factor. That's the biggest impression for me, you know, and... One thing I like, too, is they're very simplistic. They're not, you know, no offense to the 13 guys out there, but I cannot stand those neon green rods that give me a headache just looking at them. Uh, so I like how simple uh, simple they are. And just it's, you know, I could give so many different sales pitches to it and everything, but I really just like to, you know, just put one in your hand. and You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I love them. I'm, pr- I'm proud to be repping them. Um, even if I wasn't working there, I would still be representing, you know, Douglas Rods, but. It's it's incredible. Right on, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, I recently saw some, and I was kind of impressed that weight thing, man. I mean, those things are like, like you said, you're like, is there anything even in my hand right now? Like these yeah. things are ridiculous. So, yeah. um, it's super cool, man. And yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. Like, who needs a neon green fishing rod, bro? I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah. But uh, I like that blue color on the LRS rods, man. On the on the actual yeah. rod blank Maybe itself, blue. it's yeah, it's 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 a real slick blue and it's very subtle. Um, yeah, they're they're nice because you know, like I mentioned, they're they're a little bit of a lower tonnage uh, graphite to them, and a lot of our combos too are are blends. You know, we have a lot some models that are made of graphite and glass, so. Uh, like specifically, there's the the one I put to use the other day. I was out on a, a local lake throwing a blade bait, and I was using the 724XF. And that thing, I mean, if you want to feel every nook and cranny and every you know vibration of a blade bait or your lipless, whatever have you, uh, that that thing's the real deal. And the LRS is nice because it has a little bit less material than the X Matrix, so it makes it a little bit softer. So it's way better if you're going to be throwing like a crankbait, a jerkbait something along those lines, you know, you can throw multiple things on it, but from a reaction bait standpoint, the LRS I like, cause it's a little bit softer than the X matrix series. So it's pretty right sweet. Yeah. I, I popped a comment up here. Justin Hausner said, uh, he thinks you'd be able to try these out at the NYKBF events this summer. So yeah, I'll right. be there with the, uh, the Douglas van a big showcase there. So you can demo them. You can buy them different things like that. Yep. John Zeker, another tournament director. He attests to that himself. Hopefully, cool, post trigger soon. I got to put this up here because my comments just loaded. <laughs> grandma, grandma. Yep. That's my grandma. Down in. In yep. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Um, yep. Very cool. Um, but uh, I, I see another comment. It hasn't loaded on my screen here, but uh, Justin well, Staley said. Said easy on the on the green rods, bro. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, it's super cool, man. I think it's interesting because you're such a young man, and uh, I know we talked about this briefly when I was on your podcast. You know, like trying to get into the fishing industry, like getting a job in the fishing industry, isn't the easiest thing to do sometimes, man. So I was curious after you know chatting about it with you you know and after we got off the the horn there um i'm like man that dude is young as i'll get out and he's already working for a rod company like what am i doing wrong like what what am i doing wrong <laughs> you know but it's it's cool man i think i think it's 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 crucial and i think douglas is doing something right and different like they're getting that younger audience where you know, like in your age group, that's the new um, series of anglers come, like serious anglers coming into the sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, see what that's, I did there? Serious anglers. Yeah, see? I see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's one thing we kind of pride ourselves on. And, you know, we don't make a rod and, and you know, we're, we're attracting a certain niche. You know, we're going after sure. a specific niche and we're not. You know, we we're, we build on quality. You know, if we we're not about price, we're not about overpaying. You know, 
you can get a butter rod for in butter strength to weight ratio for three hundred dollars and an SLX G Loomis for five hundred dollars. You know, it's we, we pride ourselves on the quality of the product, uh, which is one thing I you know, it's why I believe in it. Um, you know, and there's there's different things we do and you know, we don't make a rod under $150 because you know it's hard to make a, that high of a quality product under that. And you know, that's what everybody's doing right now. It's a saturated market. So it's not even worth our time at this point. Not saying it's not in the future, but um, you know, from that 150 to a 350 standpoint, you know, in my mind, you know, performance quality-wise, I think we rule. It's just the biggest struggle with us is you know brand recognition. We started out as a fly rod company, so that's what everybody looks us up at, at us for is fly rods. You know, we're award-winning in multiple different weight selections, but the thing for us is telling people, hey. We make conventional rods and some dang good ones. Yeah. And it's hard. Well, and that's how I first heard of Douglas, my man, uh, my brother, uh, J.D. DeRosier. Um, he, he's got some of your guys' fly rods, mm-hmm. and that's how I first learned about him. Oh, yeah. And, man, he's like, dude, they are slick as snot, man. Uh, but real quick, I just popped a comment up here on the screen. I hope you all see it. But uh, – wow. Justin is saying the NC National Championship, KBF National Championship was just postponed. So, uh, yeah, it's a bummer, man. I know a lot of people were looking forward to that, but, uh, you know, I'm sure it's been nothing but a headache for Mr. Hoover and uh, and all those involved, you know. Um, We were going to have a a team um, down there. Uh, to fish the team tournament uh, in partnership with Catch and Duke texted me earlier today and he was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna have to pull the plug on this. I don't think we're going." And I'm like, "Dude, trust me, I totally get where you're coming from, man." So, kind of a bummer. Um, so, it, uh, I'm seeing it's not loaded in my quotes, but or uh, but Justin Hausner is saying they're talking end of November. Or, I'm sorry, beginning of November, November 4th through 6th. So I'm sure we'll be talking about that on some podcasts this week uh, coming up. So just a heads up, everybody, uh, you know, cancel your hotel or Airbnbs or whatever. So that's sorry, man. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot of legality there. And it's honestly, it was a smart move because they do attract a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be interesting, you know, if they do, like Justin said, November 4th to 6th, you know, a lot of people might be traveling for Thanksgiving if, you know, if we still can travel at that point. Yeah. Um, but they might not, you know, they might not go to the national championship and travel for that because they want to travel for family or they, you know, it could be a, a struggle for some people is what I'm trying to get at. Nice. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, man. Um, yeah, it's just, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. I, I know it sucks for the KBF organization, but at the same time, man, uh, you know, I know Chad puts his people first and stuff like that, you know. So yeah. it's a bummer, but uh, breaking news, ladies and gents, uh, KBF NC has been postponed. So that means I may be able to fish it now. Awesome. But uh, <laughs> there you go. sweet. Uh, but, uh, yeah, anyways, sorry, man, we got sidetracked there, but, uh, uh, Justin just said he just got an X matrix dope rod for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got 715F. It's very versatile all around rod. Patrick Dempsey, the one you yeah. let me hold sure was pretty. Yeah. He took one of my old rods from me, but I made sure he saw what the new one was. Yeah. 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 so you guys got any uh new rods coming out um you guys just released your 2020 catalog so um yeah we got some specific models um one thing that we kind of do that uh attracts a good number of people it's a trend right now uh coming further east and a lot of guys are into it you know and like justin down here he's in a cringe me saying it but it's uh we have some good swim bait glide bait rods out right now that are you know that you can't beat them. Like I said, you know, the strength to weight, it's a feather. You're throwing, uh, when you're throwing, you know, a one to two ounce glide bait, um, you know, rod is huge. So yeah. that's, that's one thing we're kind of working on. Uh, our guys, uh, Fred Cantawi, a rod designer out in California. Obviously, he fishes Clear Lake. So okay. Clear Lake, big swim baits. He's a California guy at heart. So that's one thing he likes to throw. 
Um, he, did a he did a seminar on that um, actually at the Classic at our booth. Uh, he had a, I think it was an eight inch bull shad. He was showing uh, people how to use our, which rods to use and certain techniques going into how to use swim baits. It was, it was pretty cool. It was insightful for a lot of people listening. Um, so that's one thing I think is big for us in 2020 is we have an, an updated um, swim bait rods for the X Matrix series. So nice, nice, yeah. very cool, man. Yeah. Um, you got anything else as far as Douglas goes? Um, as far as Douglas, I'm hoping we still have iCast. We'll be down at iCast, and that's gonna be a blast. I've never been to an iCast, so I hope it's <laughs> hope it still happens. Um, because you know that's where all the magic happens down there. Is you know that's where companies you know release the goods. So I hope uh, I hope that happens. You know I don't, I don't want to miss out on that. <coughs> I agree. Um, yeah, if they cancel iCast, I might go a little ballistic because uh, this is supposed to be my first iCast as well. Yeah. And uh, that is something I've been looking forward to since last year. So we'll see. But uh, I think that's far enough out where uh, hope so. where uh, you know we'll, we should be in the in the clear. So if you're going to yeah. iCast and you're going to Florida, man, I got to ask because Grandma's in the chat, dude. Are you going to go visit Grandma while you're down there? Of course I'm going to visit Grandma, yeah. You better yeah. go visit Grandma. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on now. <laughs> of course. Awesome. There you go, Grandma. He's coming down. Yeah, get that party in July. <laughs> <laughs> mac and cheese? Did you say mac and cheese? Oh, yeah. Grandma's oh, mac dude. and cheese. What Best is mac it, cheese. man? Yeah, Grandma's mac and cheese, dude. My oh, grandma wait. just passed away a couple years ago, man. God rest her soul, but... Dude, the best mac and cheese you'll ever eat in your life, dude. I oh, think man. grandmas have that special touch, man. I, they just make mac and cheese magical, dude. There's you got only me all excited thing. now for yeah. some mac and cheese, bro. Yeah, there's Ooh. only one thing that comes close to being as good as fishing, and that's grandma's mac and cheese. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Grandma's probably laughing her butt off. Falling I know. I'm waiting right for now. a comment to see if she's still in here. <laughs> Oh, very cool, man. Well, yeah. I told you at the beginning of this, I was going to kind of flip the script and put you on the hot seat tonight. So, oh boy. Uh, Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. You typically end your podcast with two specific questions. I do. So I'm sure you probably have a pretty good idea on how you're going to answer these. But if you guys haven't okay. listened to a serious angler podcast, um, Bailey at the end asked two questions, and I think they're they're pretty cool questions. So I'm gonna I'm gonna return the favor. I did this to Scott Butcher as well when I had him on the podcast because he does the plead the fifth, and I did you know five really small plead the fifth questions with him, and uh, he made it through. So it wasn't that bad, but. Um, if you could go out to dinner with three people, past or present, who would it be? Oh. See, like I ask people this every episode, but I, I always forget to think, you know, what's mine until afterwards and I think about it. I'm never prepared for it if somebody was to ask me. <laughs> so, uh, i trying to think. Best three. Honestly, I, I would like to do, I would like to talk to The Rock. I think you'd be cool. Uh, okay. I would like Dwayne to Dwayne Johnson? There. Yeah, just because his, his story is pretty incredible, but just to kind of yeah. get his, you know, off air, not no television, no microphones, raw, his story, you know, different things he's come from. His background's pretty pretty wild, so I'd like to hear about that. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Brandon Polnick, probably my favorite angler just because, you know, Besides Florida, the dude can catch him everywhere. He sucks in Florida. Um, so I, I love to talk to him just because he's very versatile. Um, I think that would be one I, somebody I'd really love to talk to. And then uh, oh, last one. Man, you know, Brad Hicks is going to love me for this. I love to talk to Sidney Crosby. Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh <laughs> Here he goes. <laughs> <sighs> This podcast is now over, folks. <laughs> sure we got I used to like you, Bailey. I yeah. used to really, really like you. And uh, with that comment, I mean. I've lost a lot of friendships because of that. 
Bro, why? Why? Why him? Why does it got to be him? Man, I got the weirdest teams, sport teams. I'm an Eagles fan and a Penguins fan. It's okay. weird, man. It's uh, I met Mario Lemieux because I played against his kid. Uh, oh, yeah, you I, told me uh, that story. Yeah. yeah, so when I met him, I was like, hey, oh, wow, you're Mario Lemieux. Okay, I'm a fan. So, That's then, cool. uh, Yeah, my dad was an Eagles fan when I was born. My dad's a bandwagon when it comes to football. I wasn't going to be a bandwagon, so I was stuck with being a Philly and Pittsburgh fan. So, Very yeah, cool, now man. Now to everybody, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad Hicks is getting all excited right now, dude. I, I oh, see my, my, my buddy uh, Brian Walsh is in here, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't know, Bailey. We're going to have to have a long talk after this is over, my friend. Yeah, my uncle's in here. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, yeah, he's giving you some flack, man. What, yeah. Crosby? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Hey. Uh, respect the best. I, I respect that three, dude. You got a, a, a variety there. A variety for sure. I respect sure. the hometown, boy. I respect Patty Kane. He's the hometown man. man. He, he's yeah. I mean, hometown for you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. he's from up yeah. in New York. There. My, he was born in the same town my dad was born in. So nice, very yeah. cool. Yeah, he hasn't been doing much. Sorry, Patrick. He's Love getting you, bro, old. But he's getting old. He Try is. It. He is. Him and uh, good old Toes, uh, <laughs> Mr. Jonathan Taves. Yeah, but uh, season. So uh, the second question. That you usually yeah. ask is your favorite fishing memory. So I would love to talk about this plaque over here, but I think my buddy Scott that I, I think I talked to you about this. Um, this guy that uh, ex-military guy who this time that he was home, he uh, yeah. I used to work at Field Street, and this guy would come in all the time asking questions, asking questions, buying stuff here and there, and then uh, one day he comes in, and he goes, "Come with me." Because we were talking about kayak fishing. I was like, oh, where, where are we going? Because I'm working at the time. And uh, so I was like, where are we going? He goes, I'm picking out a kayak. And I want your help. Oh, okay. And uh, we walked to the back, whatever. And he wanted a pedal drive, but he didn't want to pay for a Hobie or anything. So he didn't want to pay for the old town. So he wanted to start out somewhere. And all we had at Field and Stream was, <laughs> you got to put that on the screen. That's funny. Uh, he, he bought the Perception. Yeah, I think it was like the Pescador or something like that. Not the greatest. Um, and uh, pretty much he, he left with the kayak, a bunch of fishing gear. I gave him my number if he had any questions. And the uh, next few days I get a text saying, hey, it's Scott, a uh, guy who from the like, kayak, you know, field stream. And he goes, will you take me out fishing? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And like, what are you doing Saturday? Because I was going to Canisius, one of my home lakes. So we met there at 6 a.m. We went out in the water within – 10 minutes, his pedal drive broke, and I'm like, crap. And uh, so he was, he was kind of frustrated, so he, he left. We left that day. Well, he left because he wanted to go get it fixed. And literally it was the next day. He go, he called me that night, and the next day uh, he pulled up to the, uh, the ramp, meeting me again with a Hobie. So he goes, I, I dropped the money. I got a Hobie. I'm like, all right, man. So we went out on Canisius that same day, and dude – I think I told you the story how uh, not many lakes, you know, when it's slack, calm, super hot, high sun, does very well. But Canisius, it shows out when it does because all the fish move up shallow and you just you pick them off cruising and you just you can sight fish them. It's super fun. And this dude had a blast. Just a simple wacky rig. Just you literally would stand up and you could see, you know, six to eight bass under each dock. And it was super simple. Wasn't anything That's to awesome. it. And it was just, we probably caught, you know, 50, 60 fish within a couple hours. And uh, he caught, you know, a couple, three, four pounders. And, you know, the guy was having a blast. And I think that one was pretty awesome. I think I, I looked at becoming a guide for like two, three months after that because of that day. Yeah. But I was just sitting there like, ah, I can't experience that, experience that with everybody. Uh, so we fished a bunch together before he, he left again. But uh, I think that was probably my favorite just because how it kind of changed him a bit where, he got really into it. He got pretty good, and he joined some NYKBF tournaments too. He, nice. I, I finished, but he did pretty well. That's cool, man. Yeah. I love that. I love uh, love it when people grasp on to the the uh, fishing after taking them out, you know, and uh, having a successful day, and it just kind of builds up there, man. You know. Yeah. Very cool. 
I like yeah, that. Somewhere. Yeah. I, I got to throw this uh, comment on the screen. Uh, this uh, this is in I reference to the ice, the ice hockey talk. Kentuckians <laughs> only use ice for keeping their sweet tea cold. That's funny. My man, Luke Coffee. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> and then he also says, on the other hand, the reason we don't have a <laughs> hockey team is we don't have enough teeth. Hey, I mean, it's kind of the opposite. I mean, most hockey a, players yeah, you should yeah. have a hockey team if you don't have teeth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Most most hockey players lose their teeth by taking pucks to the face or fights yeah. and things like that. So the NHL is definitely the ugliest group of guys in all of sports. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. I used to uh, I used to be a season ticket holder for the uh, farm team for the Hawks because they're yeah. in my hometown here, man. And it's you know they'd hold little events after the games and. Uh, you could meet all the players and stuff. Um, so, like, you know, I've chatted with Ryan Hartman, Scott Darling, uh, Vili Polka, uh, Victor Svedberg, like a bunch bunch of guys that went through the Hawks organization, man, and it's all the same. They smile, and there's, like, big voids yeah. in their mouth, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Unless they got a good dental plan, you know? So that's always, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, very cool, man. Uh I love uh, the answers on, on those two questions, man. I thought I was going to kind of stump you. I didn't know if you'd be prepared or not for that one. So um, kudos to you, man. You, but it's like I've, I've asked that question so many times that I have a relative answer usually. So, Right on, man. Right on. Well, we got a couple minutes left, so I'm going to put you in the hot seat real quick. I'm just going to flash a couple questions at you real quick, and it'll be okay. like an either-or situation. Okay. Uh, casting or spinning? Casting. Uh, power fishing or finesse fishing? Power. It's tough. I like finesse fishing too. I thought you were more of a finesse guy, man. See, I like it. It's it's really fun. It's one of my favorite techniques. But you know, how can you argue power fishing? Yeah, I, you had a point. It's hard to argue it. Chatterbait or a jig? Chatterbait. Ooh, drop shot or net rig? Drop shot, 100%. Ned Riggs not my friend. He doesn't like me. I like it. He doesn't like me back. <laughs> uh, crankbait or jerkbait? Jerkbait. Mm, Love a jerkbait, buddy. I like it. I like yep. it. Very cool, man. What, do you, what would you say is your favorite all-time bait? You can only take one rod, one reel, and one bait. What's your setup? One bait. Oh boy. I'm gonna go with Finally stumped Douglas. The kid. Yeah. A Douglas X Matrix, it's gonna be a seven one five F. So it's a seven foot one. So it's gonna be a workhorse. Alright, it's gonna be all around. I'm gonna have it up on uh I'm have a Corrado DC. Okay. With, uh, all right. I have fifteen pound mono. And I'm throwing an El Chapo, and that's all I'm throwing from sun up to sundown, or even at night. El Chapo, Berkeley, Berkeley Chapo. It's their Whopper Popper. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You asked my guys back at NYKBF, Gary or uh, Jose, and then you asked them about either a Whopper Popper or a Chapo at night. Oh yeah. You want to get some mega bags? That's how you do it in New York. <sighs> yeah. We're, we're going to have to take a little look at that here. So yeah, we'll get you out night fishing at some point. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I keep keep getting the invite up to New York, and I just got to make my way up there. The question is what? You're missing I out. I know. I got. I got. Uh, <laughs> I got a cousin that lives up that way, up up by uh, Niagara Falls area. So. You know, I just got to make go. the drive, bro. Just got to make the drive. Well, um, dude, do you have anything else you want to want to drop on here before we wrap this thing up? Or uh, uh, shout out to companies you work with, NYKBF, any any of that good stuff, man? Well, first, I just want to say thank you for having me on. I mean, I've never been on a live show. It's my second podcast I've been on the other end with. And shout out to my boy, Josh Smith, at Dark Waters. Yeah, buddy. Well, um, but it's this is fun. I love doing this. Like I told you before, you know, 
next next best thing to uh, to fishing is obviously grandma's mac and cheese, but also talking fishing. So it's yeah, it, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So right yeah, on. shout out to guys at NYKBF. Um, you know, grassroots there. So it's uh, it's where I kind of grew up with the uh, uh, yeah the El Chapo stocking yeah. up right now. Yeah, get oh crap, what's the color? It's like a jet. It's like a jet black. Can't remember that color name, but yeah, so that's what you got to get. Don't invite him up here. Don't. <laughs> that's funny. Sorry, Justin. We're kind of coming to your campground and stay there. Yeah, uh, we're far, we're partying at Fuzzy Guppies, bro. Yeah. But yeah. Shout out to NYKBF. Shout out to Justin. Uh, it's gonna be a fun 2020 if the virus doesn't get in the way of everybody. Um, shout out to Douglas, obviously. Um, you know, I I appreciate the opportunity. I can't wait to grow with him. Um, Amped Outdoors. The only other partnership I have, uh, it's my battery company. Um, nice. A lot of these guys, you know, Derek Brundle, he's another guy on the team. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's fun to work with him, and I run the Instagram over there. And Matt is an awesome dude, the owner over there, incredible guy. Uh, big things coming for him, so it's pretty exciting. Nice. Um, and uh, check out the podcast. Shout out to all my, my guys, past and hopefully future, who are on the podcast. Guys and gals, gals coming soon. Big podcast in the works. I know, yeah, so, if you're looking for one. <laughs> hey, anybody's welcome. Reach out if you want to be on the podcast, too. I, I, I love to talk to everybody. So it's, right on. Yeah, it's about what's, it. your, uh, what's your schedule over there for those that may not know, man? For the podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Nice. There's been two weeks where I haven't done a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's when I've been real busy. It's been like a weird Tuesday, Friday. It's, it's odd. Damn you. How dare you miss a day. It's tough. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Uh, trust me, I know, dude. I know. Yeah. We're at six days, um, and we're about to go seven, man. So yeah. it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, very cool, man. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, Amped Outdoors, guys, man. Uh, I just worked uh, the Madison Fishing Show. They had a booth across from us, and uh, all the guys are super cool. So uh, cool talk man. to them. I, I told the one guy, I was like, that 100 amp hour, you can put it in my truck. It's like right down there out in the parking lot, dude. Don't worry about it. Just drop <laughs> it right in the back. I'll, I'll take yeah. care of it. And they were like, this dude's crazy, because I mentioned it to him like three times. Yeah. Uh, but it was pretty funny. So, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bailey, man, thank you so much, man, for taking the time out tonight and uh, letting you. everybody get to know you um, and and know the Serious Angler podcast, Douglas Rods, all that good stuff, man. Um, I know you and I have been talking. Like, I'm sure this is going to happen again in the in the future oh, yeah. here, man. And uh, oh, yeah. always on. Looking yeah. forward to it, dude. Looking forward to it. 100. Appreciate you. Yeah. Appreciate no. Big fan. Big fan of PNF. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate all everybody tuning in tonight. Um, very much appreciated. Um, uh, you know, everybody just stay safe out there, man. It's It's been a crazy past week with all the unfolds yeah. and stuff. But, uh, you know, hopefully we get through this and, uh, you know, hopefully we could uh, – enlighten your mood tonight or take your mind off some things and uh just let you kind of escape from what's going on in the real world right now so um yeah much appreciated man stay at home head to the lake yeah 
Well, they kind of uh, canceled fishing on us here in Illinois, so it kind of kind of more reason there. to come to New York, dude. Yeah, might have to do that. Sorry, boss, calling in the rest of the week. <laughs> <laughs> they might cancel it in New York, but I can tell you, we're not going to lose them, so we're still going to go. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Oh man, but what so are you going to do, man? To, uh, to Daniel Perry, I met him down at the Classic too. So DP. Yeah. Oh man, DP. Yeah. Very cool, man. Oh yeah, rocking well, the Navy booth. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. All right, guys. Till next time. Tight lines, smooth paddling. We'll see you next week. Hello and welcome back. And welcome back to the Paddling Fin Podcast. I'm Brian. It's Josh. Brian and Jay. Dustin Nichols. It's Ricketts. And I'm Brad. Susie Roloff. Sam Jones. We've got Dan Perry with the Bass Fisher Noobs. Final cast. Chasing the Tide. Saltwater Second Year Old. Adventures with Outdoor Woman. The Real Down. Up- He's <laughs> 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 got, a, got a- Cyber Monday. Happy birthday, you listeners. Oh, God. This is a stud. He is a giant. Mr. Drew Gregory himself. Welcome to Got it. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.